Praise God, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the On Earth As It Is In Heaven podcast. Romans 12.5 says, We who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. The goal of this podcast is to help all members of God's church establish God's kingdom here on earth by learning and discussing his principles Through these discussions, we hope to facilitate actions that will create heaven on earth. I'm your host, JB, and I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together in fellowship to receive another word from you. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that the Holy Spirit would minister to the hearts of every listener every watcher, Lord, anyone who has come here seeking you, Lord. Your word says that you weigh the hearts of those and not just the actions, Lord, that you check for the motives. I pray, Lord, that anyone who comes here with the right motive, Lord, with the right heart, Lord, truly seeking you, that you would give an experience, Lord, that they would know without a doubt that you are the only God, Lord, the only way, the only possible answer to any of their prayers, Lord, that there's no luck involved, but you love them, you see them, you know them. More importantly, Lord, you created them. I pray, Lord, for those who feel like they've been alone. They've been alone for so long, Lord. They've been lost in the wilderness, Lord. That they have been gone without a shepherd, Lord, to lead them and guide them. I pray they find direction in this podcast. I thank you, Lord, for this platform. I pray right now, Father, that I would decrease as you increase, Lord that you will be glorified through everything that we do here on the On Earth As It Is In Heaven podcast. We give you the praise. We give you the thanks. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, guys. I am JB, your host here on Earth As It Is In Heaven podcast. Thank you for joining for another episode. Today, what the Lord has put on my heart to speak about is having an experience with him. It's something that I've talked about. If you're on TikTok, you know, leave a message or comment if you're interested in following there. I do a lot of TikTok videos, shorter clips on certain things. And having an experience with God is one that I have done before. And I feel like it is a very crucial part of this faith. When we read the word of God, it's possible to read it and not uh, feel it, not experience it, not relate to it. If you're just doing it as a task, you know, that won't work out well for you as it relates to this faith. There are those who have memorized many of scriptures, which is an awesome thing, but they've never been able to truly experience what it means to be a child of God. You know, the Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing the word of God. 
And I usually break it down. And when we relate to this faith of what's going to need to happen for an individual to truly be able to walk in confidence. And you're never going to have everything completely laid out. But I do feel like God will give you enough to know that he's real. The Bible says at the end, the Holy Spirit is doing the work here and no one's going to be with excuse. And so when the, what the Bible tells us is the first step is hearing the word of God. And so if you are someone who's never read the Bible for yourself or heard the, the word read and you are on this podcast, on this episode here, then that is definitely first and foremost the work of the Holy Spirit. He has brought you here. There's no other reason you would be here listening to this episode unless the Holy Spirit has brought you here. Okay. But if you have heard the word of God or read the scriptures for yourself, then you have likely experienced some type of building up of your faith in some sort of way just by hearing the word, just by hearing whether it be the Old Testament Heroes that we read a lot about, you know, Noah, Moses, many of them in the Old Testament, David, or whether it be the New Testament teachings, you know, that when Jesus walked through the four Gospels, it tells us about Jesus's life on the earth here. Those are very faith building books of the Bible. It's often what I recommend most people who are coming into this Christian faith, they start with because as a Christian, you are a Christ follower. Okay, and if you want to be, if you want to follow someone, then it's probably a good idea to know what they stood for, what they did when they were here. Okay, and so reading the the gospels, I usually recommend myself. That's a good place to start because it's starting with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you know. And then obviously the we're not going to say obviously, but then we know that the rest of the New Testament is filled with letters from you know the disciples that follow Jesus or have gotten revelation from Jesus. And so that first experience is hearing the word of God. You hear the word of God, you gain some faith from the word of God, seeing what he did, believing what he did, the Holy Spirit puts it in your heart and it builds up your faith to know what God can do in your life. You know, sometimes it's just good to know that there is someone there who's got your back. You know, when you're going through a tough time, you know, many of us can relate to this when we were maybe in school or younger. And I don't know anyone who hasn't come across some type of conflict with another person at any given point in time. But oftentimes, if you come from a, a bigger family like me with siblings, then when something went down, you always knew you had a brother or a sister who was there to back you up. Maybe you didn't have any siblings, but you had cousins. Maybe you had a friend, but maybe you didn't have anyone at a time. And if that is the case, which I know there were also times where you felt like, man, there's no one here to stand for me. You know, oftentimes we may feel like that just in this world, but that's a whole other story. But when that happens, there's a feeling of helplessness, a feeling of not knowing exactly what to do, not feeling acknowledged, not feeling recognized or cared about or heard. Okay, but when you know you got that person who is 
there that's going to back you up no matter what. There's more of a confidence for you to go into this situation. Whatever that situation may be, you're not, there's less fear there, okay? And that is what we get when we see what God has done for his children over time. The miracles that he has performed and most importantly, the power that he has, okay? he There is none above him. You know, going back to when you have siblings, that only is going to take you so far because if someone that you feel is bigger and better than your sibling comes up, then what's going to happen, you know, or whoever that person that you may feel has your back and whatever that life situation is, you know, there may be, you may be at work and there is a, a first level supervisor that, you know, really sees how hard you work and they're always standing up for you, but it's the boss above their boss who seems to be coming down on you. And even though you do got that backup, that other boss is two levels above them. And sometimes it could feel like, man, well, I know they they see me and they know what I'm doing. Well, what can they really do for me? You know, and so you still can fall into that level of fear and anxiety, you know, just knowing that, man, I do have someone, but they may not be able to help me. But we know that the Lord is, Job tells us in the book of Job that no one can thwart his purposes. And so if it also tells us that he who began a thing in you will finish it through. So if God has started something in you, he will finish it through. And we know that no one can stop him from his purpose. That gives me great joy. When I'm living this life and I'm walking through this life and I'm trying to figure out what it is that God has for me. You know, oftentimes we look and we see so many people with so many things and it seems like they're doing so well, especially in this era of the, the social networks where people are posting all their highlights. That's one thing we got to remember. And I'm grateful for them. I love seeing people's highlights. But the only thing where it can become bad, I don't think this is only people who are posting their highlights, by the way. But if you start looking at these people's highlights and start comparing yourself to them and start getting upset about it, you know, that can be detrimental. You know, we should be looking at those people who want to share those highlights and thinking, man, that is a nice stuff. You don't have to like it. You don't have to comment on it. But hopefully you're happy for these people who are, you know, raising up and, and, and doing bigger and better things for themselves in this life, you know. And so hopefully that is the feeling that you get inside and not a feeling of regret or, you know, feeling like, oh, man, I've missed out because the God who created me, created you with a purpose and what he has made for us no one can take, okay? Whatever it is that he's created you for, whatever that purpose is, is, it doesn't matter how many resources we see other people gathering up, there's gonna be something for us. If God has made it for us, what is for us will be for us, as long as we stay true to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, okay? And so we have this first experience of hearing the word of God. We, we gain that faith from hearing and knowing what God is capable of and what he has done. When you read the Bible, you see how much he loves you, how much he cares about us, okay? And once you receive that by faith, okay, there's a lot that goes into this. The Bible talks about faith a lot, you know, and um, I'm trying to just hit on some of these pieces just in case there is a new believer on here who hasn't read this stuff. I know that there are some people who know the Bible in and out and have read all this stuff and have heard it before, 
Sometimes it's still good to hear it again. But also for someone who hasn't heard it before, God loves you. It says it in his word. I would really suggest you getting a Bible. I always say a hard copy Bible. It's just something about just having that book in your hands, you know, and being able to read it. Also, if you have a family, I feel like it's a good thing for them to see you reading the Bible, for them to see you living a life that you don't want to do it for that reason. You know, I had heard before a good way to kind of share. So the message was trying to talk about how to get your kids to read the Bible, because obviously they do what they see you doing at times. You know, sometimes they do their own thing, but they suggested purposely opening your Bible out and leaving it out so that they would see that the Bible is open and they would assume, oh, daddy's been reading the Bible or, oh, mommy's been reading the Bible. And me personally, I was just thinking that, and this still happens at times. I have maybe three different Bibles with, you know, they're all different versions, Amplified, NIV, the original King James. And I just honestly am often so much reading the Bible that I'll just walk away from the Bible and leave it open. That way I don't forget where I was at and I'll come back. So unintentionally, I have Bibles that are left open that my kids see. Not only that, but they also do see me reading the Bible. And not only that, I read the Bible with my kids. They actually have their own Bibles now. I'm a friend of mine, got them Bibles for the uh, birthday. So they actually have their own Bibles now. And so You know, there's different things that go into it. You don't want to try to trick them. I don't think you should try to trick them. But it is good for them to see that you have a Bible. Because if you're reading it on your phone, you know, you just look like you're scrolling Facebook. A lot of these kids know that you can do games and all types of stuff on this technology. And so if you're reading on this piece of technology, they have no idea exactly what's happening, what you're doing, that you are seeking God, you know. And so... I just feel like there are unintended consequences, you know, consequences can be good of having a hard copy Bible in your house. Okay. But when you read this Bible, it tells you God loves you. He cares about you. He created you with a purpose. He had purpose before you were even formed. Okay. So he didn't create you first and then go back. I talk about this a lot. I just feel like it's very important, but you were created with the purpose already in mind. He had the end already in mind. He didn't create you say, oh, they'll probably be good for this. You know, I'll throw some extra stuff in there. No, he knew what he created you for, what he what he needed you for. He created you for you to do that purpose. So you have what you need to do those things. Okay, so just trust that. The next level of having an experience of God that I believe that I usually talk about. Again, this isn't brick and mortar. This is not set in stone, exact three-step system. When we get into that type of mindset, that's when we get into religion and we start losing the opportunity to really have a relationship with God. But a second step that I usually talk about is the testimony. Okay. When, if you are a self-proclaimed Christ follower and God has done something wonderful in your life, he's blessed you. You've found that you have found favor with him and you have specific situations to speak on, then it is really good to speak on those things to unbelievers, non-believers, people who aren't following our faith yet, you know, and give God the glory for it. Give God credit where credit is due. Okay. So hopefully this is a person who is already hearing the word of God. They've stepped into it already. They stepped into that faith, that first step. They've started hearing the Bible. They've started going to a church or home group or Bible study, 
whatever it may be. Maybe you've just been speaking it to them at work, you know, or whatever um, environment it is that you find yourself in with them. And you've just been speaking, you know, random words of scripture to them and encouragement to them. And so they're kind of getting intrigued by it. And then they hear a testimony about it. You know, I feel like that is a, a second step to building that faith because we can find ourselves kind of far removed from what's happening or happened in the Bible. We, you know, we can go, oh, that was thousands of years ago. You know, God's not doing that now or whatever it may be. We can come up with excuses eventually. I feel like it's a good start in the Bible and you hear it. Not only is it a good start, it's good to continue it, but just for a new believer, when they first hear that's their first step of faith. But I feel like if nothing else comes of it, I feel that eventually new believers can start to fall away and lead astray and feel like there's not really much to it. But when they hear your testimony of what happened with you, what God did for you, then that builds their faith a little bit more. And they start to think, well, you're human like I'm human. You're about the same age as me, maybe. You're the same gender as me, maybe. You're the same color of skin as me, maybe, you know, depending on whatever the situation may be. Okay. I've also had to deal, I'm going through that now. You went through that and that's what happened. How did that happen? God did that for you through this situation. You know, likely most of the times when we talk about what God did for us, it's some aspect of it that we can't truly explain. I don't know. I, I went online and I know it was like this. And all of a sudden this happened. You know, I don't know. I needed a hundred dollars and then I went to church and someone gave me a hundred dollars or even crazier yet. I needed a hundred and twenty seven dollars and someone gave me exactly a hundred and twenty seven dollars without me having to ask. There's no way that happens, you know, so it'll be some type of thing that there is some aspect of it that someone might call coincidence, that some might call luck, that some might call the universe, that some might call manifesting, whatever you want to call it, but it was God. And when you give God glory for what you know God did, that builds their faith because they are now going through what you went through. You received your hope from God by trusting in God, and now their faith has been lifted. But, you know, I also like to talk about and we're going to read a story in the Bible in just a moment where this all fits in. But I also talk about I think eventually if you've read the Bible and you haven't gotten that second experience that can lead you astray. But maybe, you know, you did build faith by reading and hearing the word of God. You did build faith by hearing that testimony of someone near and dear to your heart. But then still. A long period goes by and nothing else seems to jive with it. Now, we know as uh, if you are a veteran, <laughs> I guess I can call it believer in Jesus Christ, that no matter what, if you've been reading your word, we stick with Jesus. OK, just because we're not seeing or feeling, you know what he's doing. We know it, we're not in it to get OK. We're in it because we are thankful. We are grateful. We want relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. So no matter what, we profess our faith to the end. We endure to the end. Bible talks about that, enduring to the end. But again, for a new believer, someone coming in, even though we know these things, 
I don't think it it's bad to try to encourage others to stick it out. Okay, that's what we're here for, to encourage each other. Okay, we're just one big team, you know, the body of Christ. Okay, but if they read the Bible, they hear a testimony, they build faith, and nothing else comes from it, I think, again, they can be led astray. Okay, they might think, well, God might have done that for you, or they're going to explain it away to luck or something else that happened. Okay, either way, their faith is going to be hurt. Because they're not getting that experience, that next level experience. Okay. What I believe the third solidified thing that needs to happen is they got to have an experience of their own. If they don't receive an experience from God, then eventually it's going to die out. They have to feel it for themselves. We can't live this Christian life for them. We can't give them our faith. We can't give them our blessings or our favor, our belief. We can't give them any of that, okay? We can give them guidance. We can read the word and explain it to them. We can do podcasts such as I'm doing now, trying to help to to strengthen the faith of those who are embarking on this path. But there's a certain level that they have to receive for themselves. And so they read the word of God, they get some faith and they get excited. And then they hear your testimony and faith is built it and they're excited. But then they get their experience. Now, from the Bible, they can doubt that, you know, because that didn't I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. You know, doubt in Thomas when Jesus was resurrected. He said, unless I see it myself, I ain't going to believe it. And Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen. But blessed are those who believe who haven't seen. OK, so some of us can be like that unless we experience it. You know, that's our human nature. I didn't see it, so it didn't happen, okay? So they read the stories, but I ain't seen or heard nothing like that happen in this day and age, okay? But then you hear a testimony from hopefully multiple. That's generally what I feel like what happens when God's getting ready to, you know, change the heart of one of his children of God. There's more than one sign that's coming. You just got to be open to it for those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking, Okay, God's going to be speaking to you after this episode. He might have been speaking to you before this episode, and it's going to jive perfectly with whatever's going on with your life. And you're going to know that this is God speaking to you specifically in whatever situation you're in. It's amazing how many people can hear the same message and it speaks different things to them. That's how awesome God is. But here, once that person gets their own experience with God, okay, then it's like they can still, you know, pass it off as coincidence, give the glory to some type of idol or something like that. But then that I, I feel like that is the mega step that really solidifies it. OK, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture here. We're going to be in Luke chapter five. If you got a Bible, go ahead and pause this video now so you can find the scripture. We're starting in Luke five verses one through eleven. Luke five. Verses 1 through 11. I'm in the NIV. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So I want to stop there real quick because Simon, who we know that Jesus, you know, he becomes Peter, Simon Peter. 
Okay, we already know that he knew the scriptures. Well, when you read the Bible, you will find out that he was already of the um, faith. You know, he knew the Old Testament. He was part of that walk of life. And so this isn't just some random non-believer of some other religion. Okay, so he already had that first level of knowing what the scriptures of that time said. Obviously, they didn't have New Testament, but they did have scriptures. And he was obviously in tune with that. So he already had that level. Okay, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, you know, I wanted to find the one where Simon's brother actually comes and gets him because his brother comes and gives him testimony of Jesus. So I should have found that scripture before I started this video, but that is would have been the second level is that his brother, you know, told him about this. But then we see here, he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. You know, those type of responses, they kill me because <laughs> it's like he wanted to kind of let him know, hey, because, you know, Simon was a professional fisherman, I guess you would call it. Like, that's what he did. So for someone to come tell him after he's fished all night to set him out again, it's like you want to let it be known. Hey, I know what I'm doing. Like I've done this before. And so he tells Jesus, I set the nets out already and it didn't catch anything. But because you said it, I will let down the nets. And so, again, we're actually see him exercising his faith here, too, because he could have been in pride and said, no, I already did that. And I know there's no fish to catch. I just was cleaning my nets. I'm not going to go do this again. But he took a step of faith. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, when Simon Peter, in other words, got his experience with Jesus, his experience with God, okay? When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. We see the result of Simon getting his experience with Jesus is he left everything behind and followed Jesus. Again, we knew those scriptures, you know, or he knew those scriptures, okay? He heard testimony, but it wasn't until he got his experience with God that he fully put everything else behind to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. For some that you've been wondering, why, like, why aren't they seeing what I'm seeing? Why aren't they feeling what I'm feeling? Why aren't they as committed as I am to the Lord? And generally, this is hurts most when it's close family members because you really care about them. But for some of them, they just have not received their experience yet. This isn't a cheat code for receiving an experience. But I will say for the person who is looking for an experience or if you have a loved one or close one, in your family who is struggling with having an experience with God, 
the best advice I can give is it comes from a sincere heart, a pure heart with pure motives to truly want to seek God and be in his presence. Not the experience itself. You can't go to God looking for something. Okay, Simon Peter didn't go to Jesus and say, hey, I hear you're preaching this stuff. If you can make me catch a bunch of fish after I fished all night and didn't catch anything, I'll follow you. That wasn't his response. Jesus gave him the experience with God that he had been seeking for and hadn't truly known. God will sometimes do that with those who aren't necessarily seeking him or looking for him at the time. But God does different things. There is no playbook. There is no rule book. There is no follow these steps, as I mentioned earlier. So if you're in a position, first and foremost, I would say pray for that person. If possible, pray with that person. Okay. But if there are going, if there was an actionable step that I would give, because I generally like to try to give some type of actionable step, you know, coming out of this to help people go in a specific, you know, go in some direction towards Christ. I would say, check your motives, check your heart that you're not looking to get something from God, but you're looking to get God to be in his presence. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom. That's the first step. The Bible says it's scriptural. That scripture came to me after I said that, but it is it is scriptural. It's Bible-based. Seek God first. That is the advice. If you are looking for an experience of God, if you're truly seeking him, don't look for what he can offer. God in his grace and mercy will sometimes bless those. We see it with Thomas. Thomas said, unless I see the holes in his hands, then I will not believe. And God, Jesus in his mercy showed up and showed him. So I'm not saying that he will not do that. Okay. But I do not believe personally that is the best method to try to get God to Manifesting your life is to try to get him to do something for you. Okay, but better yet to seek him, seek the kingdom in his presence first. I'm going to close this out in prayer. I thank you guys for joining on another episode of Honor as it is in heaven. Please, if you are on TikTok, please check out those videos. If this is, well, if you've made it this far, then you must be a person who enjoys watching longer clips, but generally those clips on TikTok are 10 minutes or shorter. And if you go to the Facebook page, which I want to see, I want to say it's facebook.com backslash on earth community. It'll have all the links to all the other platforms that the podcast comes on. But yeah, I thank you guys for joining for another episode and I'm going to pray us out. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for delivering a word to your children, for helping us, Lord, to grow in our relationship with you. I pray that anyone who is struggling, Lord, to have a pure heart with pure motives as it relates to 
going with you. They're trying, but it seems the pride keeps the seems to keep stepping in the way. I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would help them, Lord, to overcome that struggle. I pray, Lord, against any self-deception that is going on where people have been truly trying, but they have deceived themselves and they've been going about this thing the wrong way the whole time. I pray that they would receive revelation, Lord. I pray following this message, Lord, anyone who has listened up until this point is listening to this prayer right now, Lord, that you would touch their hearts. That they will receive proof through signs and wonders, Lord, that you are here with them now. We give you the praise. We give you the thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope today you received an on-time word from God and found the inspiration you needed to take action in whatever it is that God has called you to do. Tune in next week to hear another Holy Spirit-led conversation about how together we will bring heaven here on earth according to God's will.